Oh. What? Well, something just occurred to me as I switched back to my Gmail. Um, I pimped you earlier. Like, um, I did. <laughs> so I, I put an F at the end of ping, um, and removed the G. And then you, when you offed me, um, I was just like, wow, you slaughtered that. And so I sent Wang Du Chu. And then, um, you're like, shrug. And then I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't know I started this terrible scheme. This is At The Nexus, episode 79. Explosions are important on Friday, June 7th, 2013. And now, I pimped you. This episode of At The Nexus is hosted by Ryan Rampersad with co-host Matthew Petchel. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah, I heard you had a big week. You know, I did have a big week. Yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing. I feel like I've been up for... 72 hours, basically straight. I feel like it. Wow. It must have been because Wednesday was Sam's birthday. Yeah, Sam's birthday. That that really did number on me. Yeah. So, you know, one day for Sam is like three days for us. Because, you know, he's not coherent. And he only functions one day a week, so it's fine for him. Right. And so, and so for us, though, it took three days of our lives. And I'm, I'm still trying to get over it. I still can't. I'm not on a sleeping schedule yet. Right, I, I am I mean, also not. I want Kabaska in the middle of the night now, and just everything's messed up. Yeah. But we did play Guild Wars almost for 24 hours straight. And let me tell you, I don't know what happened that night. Um, I don't either, but I looked at the Guild Registry, and it looked like we have made 1,300 um, points of influence in one day. That is incredible. It the normally game, takes us weeks and weeks to get that. The game thinks that we are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, we set records. Yes. Oh, so, Sam's birthday, uh, do we know how old he is? Because I still couldn't find out. I, I assume 20, because if it was 21, he would have been wasted. Yeah, so that, that's kind of what we were thinking. Which isn't really any different than how he normally is, so I don't really know. But I really think he'd push his liver to the limits. <laughs> um, He's not you. Oh, you don't push your liver, you just push yourself. Okay. Oh, it's, it's mostly my heart. <laughs> right. Um, no, I never plan on drinking, but I do plan to have a uh, killer cheese large pizza every day until I die. After when? Every day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, after I'm dead, I'm not going to have to worry about the pizza anymore. Right. I know. By the way, you guys, you should all go to your local Domino's and get a um, white sauce cheese pizza. It's a pan pizza filled with extra white sauce, and it's just the most delicious thing you're ever going to eat. And then if you're really feeling desperate for a little bit of a heart attack, you can get a... Second one. Well, a second one, but you can also get it with some beef. Well, the, the beef I just like because I like meat. I need it. Oh, I know, delicious. but the beef helps your heart mm, attack state. Does it? Yeah. No, meat's healthy. Um, okay. No, beef is good for you. Um, now... It's, it's straight, 100% animal parts. It's great. That's not how it works. I'm so sorry to say. Okay, you're thinking, like, you, you've been misled because you know that bologna is bad for you. And I do have to state that there are some questionable bolognis out there. But I buy the pure Oscar Mayer bologna when I buy bologna because I value my health. Well, you you can go along with that. I, I'm not going to argue your death point. No, no, no. I, I buy premium meat. That's what I'm getting at. I'm sure you think Oscar you Mayer is real. I don't disagree that it's a real company, but it's yeah. not real anything. Yeah. Well, if I didn't value my life, would I be using LastPass as much as I've been using? Honestly, no, you wouldn't be. Yeah. Because so, if you valued your life, you wouldn't be doing that hexagon stuff. The hexagon stuff? Ah, grid. Oh, well, let me tell you about the grid. 
So, as you know, um, two weeks ago, we started the LastPass Challenge, mm-hmm. where everybody decided that it would be best to make their life the most secure thing on Earth. Which is funny, because it's been going on for years, but oh well. Well, the, the station decided to do it. You decided to do it. Yes, and I represent... If we're, we're going by body mass, I represent the majority of the network that's here at this moment. True. See? Logic is infallible. Anyways, I'm at 93.4% security. Which makes me number 5,450. That's impressive. When I started my quest, when I first evaluated myself, I was like 300,000. Um, I have made great progress this week. And it's all thanks to this little scrap of paper I keep in my wallet. It is my multi-factor authentication system. I printed off a grid, and LastPass will ask me for random parts of that grid, and I enter them in, and it logs me in, and I can be secure that way. And you said you once used a system. I did for about a week, and then I gave up because it was the most annoying thing I've ever done in my life. But you were secure for that week. Did you have any breaches in security that week? No, but I've never had one anyway. You know, that's fine. Good luck for you. Um, yeah, like, if you have a strong, you know, master password, and I do, I don't think you really have much to worry about if you're not, like, a famous celebrity or some... I am the most secure nobody on Earth. Right, and that's my problem with that particular grid method. So what it is, describe how the grid works. So the grid is the alphabet and then zero through nine on a scrap sheet of paper. And it's just, you know, play Battleship whenever you want to log in. You type in four characters. Like, it'll be like, I want H4, M9, um, A1, and Z6. You type those four in. It's all single characters, all lowercase, and it's just over. Yeah. So... It's a cool system. Mm-hmm. So the password and the grid. So now, so what it does, right, is it gives you like a bunch of combos to find the characters of, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like, or so it'd be similar to like an RSA token if you use anything in the corporate landscape. Or if you use Google Authenticator, the idea is that you have something and you know something. So you have the, the grid key and then you just go and search for the numbers. Or if you have Authenticator... You just type in the the things that are displayed on the screen for those thirty seconds. So it, in theory, it's really secure because you'd have to have two things. But my problem with the grid is that it's a piece of paper, and you have to carry it. And you have to carry it. You don't carry things. I you well, don't I, carry keys. You don't carry no, anything. No. So I only carry my phone. And so if I don't have authenticator, I'm screwed for my real email address, the one I, that everything is connected to for work and business and social life. But if I had what? You have one of those? Yeah, I do. But if I had to get email access without, you know, LastPass, I could do it still just with one of my throwaway accounts. So oh. I don't I don't care um, if I don't have my phone because that just, that just limits me to access from one place. LastPass is not my bottleneck. I, I, I prefer to have the, the, the security closer to each service rather than on LastPass, I guess, right now. Yeah. Like, I could not. I just could not be hassled with that thing. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, they do offer a LastPass integrated um, authenticator, I think. They, they use Google's. Yeah. So, you can use Google Authenticate. Right. So, I mean, if I was going to do it, that's probably what I would do, but that that's even too much for me. Yeah. So, I heard something really big appeared in your house this week. Oh my gosh, it's literally huge. I think it's about 55 inches. Wow. That's a record. I know. So, we did a lot of moving yesterday just on three thursday TVs and four dressers or maybe that was wednesday what day was that sam's birthday oh sam's birthday so, so it encompassed three days 
Yeah, I don't know what day that was. So what we did is, you know, so this has always been a scheme here. So we take the last generation and we put it somewhere else. Um, so not like iPads because those are crappy. Um, mm-hmm. Generation to generation. Things here don't suck. So we had an old, we had a TV from two years ago um, on the main floor. And then we had a TV from five years ago down here. So we took the TV from down here, which is their 32-inch TV, and put it on the second floor. We took the one on the first floor and put it in the basement, so down here with us. And then we bought a new TV for the main floor, which is now 55 inches. So we've we've gone from 42 to 55, which I heard is about a foot more. Is that, is that true? It sounds true. Yeah, we'll go with it. So it's a pretty big TV. What do you think about it? I think that we haven't had sound issues yet. And that's that's good because we like our TVs to have sound. Um. Yes. When we watch Gundams, right? Even though it's all in Japanese and we can't understand it, it's it fun. makes a difference. The explosions yeah. make a difference, and there's explosions galore in Gundam Zero Zero. Right. Explosions are very important. Well, so that that's our TV down here. But what do you think about the new big TV? That TV is um so big the Amazon button looks really small. True. Because. I didn't know how that was going to work, having the Amazon button and the Netflix button right on the remote. Like, I thought it would be too slow to use because it's just a little stupid TV. Mm -hmm. But it was actually quite fluid and well integrated. Well, so I'm not going to do it this week. Maybe I'll do it in a couple weeks. But I would like to do a review on the TV um, because the the, the UI – so it's a smart TV. So it has some fake apps integrated and they suck a lot. And Especially that button one. Right. So, I mean, it's cool, but it's just a TV as far as I'm concerned. You shouldn't put smart things in a TV. TV should just be a display. Yeah. 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 And so, this week was uh, the St. Paul Public School District's um, last day of school for the entire everybody. This except week. For the seniors that, yeah. Okay. Well, this Friday. Yeah. Which was today. Today. Either way, so we've, um, we're finally done with our commitments at Murray, um, and we had a big pizza party, and we're going to burn boozy. We are not burning the dinosaur. The dinosaur that we've been highlighting the last couple weeks will be burned here in the studio's backyard approximately three days from now. And it is going to be glorious, and we're going to do it one piece at a time. Not burning the dinosaur. And, yeah. No. We also um, talked to the school tech... Because um, apparently he didn't like Mr. Putnam's printer. Because he had an um, old HP printer that its footprint was literally about three feet by three feet. Yeah, it was it was huge, and he had to have a table just for that. Yep. And it took forever to print just to warm up. But once it warmed up, it could print like crazy. Yeah, I could print a thousand sheets inside of a minute. That's a lot. It it was great for him because he only printed one thing at a time and once every other week. Well, I mean, that's a great printer to have around that kind of a person. So he decided to, so Matt Anderson destroyed it and um, threw a new Canon one in there. And now Putnam's been crying and whining about it, which was very funny. And it, um, he's been going on a quest throughout the entire school of getting rid of old crap. And that's that's a good thing. He's recycling everything. I don't know, maybe I'm really young, but I've never heard of an LTP port. Don't worry about it. I mean, I was. Just, I mean, it's I, that big pink thing that nobody uses anymore. Right. So, like, at, at, for community ed, which is one of the, those things that I teach for some unknown reason, uh, Maggie, the instructor that I teach with, sometimes um, she always tells people the LTP port is for printers, but nobody uses. Or you know, it's for printers. But you know what? You should do. You should just use this USB port. And so, 
what I do. So there's t- there's two two groups in in community education or in just in technical information education, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's the brutally honest group and there's the lying group. She's mm-hmm. in the br- brutally honest group. She tells you what everything is and thinks people can deal with it. I'm in the lying group. I won't tell you things. I will withhold information and tell you lies so that your life is easier. So what I would have said is like, man, these ports are old. They're they're not used anymore. What I would say is just use USB. She says these are used for printers. USB is used for flash drives and printers. Very confusing. And everything else. Yeah. Mice, keyboards, and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, So a bit of a slow week this week. A little bit. Yeah. Um... But we do have something very special this week at Lightning. Do you mean that the thing that made this show great for all those weeks has returned, finally? Last week our show sucked because we didn't have this leading story. Because this week we have Blackberry. Not Sadberry? Not Sadberry. Blackberry. We have Blackberry. Well, good. So We didn't do the thing. Th- we didn't, but we're going to roll with it. Okay. Because we don't do that thing anymore because oh. we sound like little punks. What? Um, yes! Yes, um, but so the A10 is going to be coming out soon. That's so, not a processor, right? No, it oh. is a new phone. Looks kind of like a Z10, a little bit faster, and it's a little bit better. But totally not. Exactly. Okay. And you know, Sprint never had um, a BlackBerry yet. Like, since yeah, the yeah. new the, RIM is gone, BlackBerry's new. So for some, yeah, uh, that was really <laughs> complicated. Like, uh, what did you just say? Since the new big BlackBerry 10 rebuttal thing. Rebuttal. Rebranding. Rebranding. Man, those are um, very different things. Sprint's not had one. So they skipped the first gen, but now they have already signed on for this new A10. Yeah, but what is and it? It's it's a Z10, except for not. Isn't it just smaller? Like I think yes. I, I thought that was all that it was there for. Just a little bit smaller. Allegedly, <laughs> it's going to be a little faster. But uh, we don't know too much about it yet. We don't know price points. But we do know Sprint is going to be carrying it. And but, well, so from what I'm reading here on CNET is that it'll have a higher quality build, uh, which is probably really important because a lot of people said that while the Z10 was high quality looking, it didn't feel really nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, so it should be good, and you can buy it too. <laughs> have you heard of Apple? Apple. Who? Do you know what? Do you know what, what happens next week? No. WWDC. This is going to be the biggest WWDC in years because. Eh, Apple's kind of boring right now. Nobody really likes them anymore, except all the people who do. Well, we have some, not news of products, but we have some idea about what conference stuff is going on. So, of course, you know, the the conference starts on Monday. That's when the keynote is. So they have some of their artwork put up. And so uh, the first image here is a big picture of an X. Do you see the X? No. Okay, well, imagine you saw a... I saw the X. ...very thin typeface X on... A background of a wave. So, you know, do you remember the um, OS 10.5 logo? It was a really thick, bold character X. Yes, I do. So they're totally changing the way they represent some other things. Now, it could mean literally nothing, but, you know, it'd be nice if it didn't. The other thing that they have um, is a completely white banner with a colorful Rainbow 7. That's uh, weird. Yeah. Um, From what I've heard is that the Rainbow 7 is a slice of the Apple logo that frequently appear in the um, keynotes. Are you seriously trying to turn the monitor? Sorry. 
Oh, wow. I like it. Yeah, so we know that the X has been leaked, and it's part of Nexus. The Nexus? Mm-hmm. So that, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Was that, where is that picture? You Scroll should put that, put that in the show notes. Scroll down. Just link it to in the show Oh, okay. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah, speaking of Nexuses, um, do you remember those uh, the Nexus Experience phones? How that is were... that story right there so planned? <laughs> it's incredible. I forgot I have headphones on. Yes, Nexus Experience phones. They're, they're going to be out on June 26th. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, Sony wants to get on that too. So they're going to be releasing a new Nexus Experience Xperia Z phone. Yes, and, and that's Sony's flagship. Um, yeah. And so that phone is really expensive, but it's a great phone. It has super high build quality. Um, everybody loves it, but nobody wants it because Sony ruined it with really, really bad UI. So UIs don't matter. Um, yes, and so being a Nexus Experience device, you know, it's going to be great. But of course, it'll also be really expensive. So Sony's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's an irrelevant story, but it's funny nonetheless. So what? version of bsd were you using last week i'm still running uh 9.1 so 9.1 so you'd assume 9.1 is the latest version right you know the one oh, that, don't worry it is yeah so well it turns out today free bsd 8.4 came out yeah i heard about that that's yeah. uh pretty cool mm-hmm. what, what, what came out with it well um the developers just described it as fixing weird issues that would occur sometimes um, and it also has more hardware support and has updated the default UI to GNOME 2.321, so it's the more stable version of it. And this is for the like the, their equivalent of a long-term release. Like, they don't quit support on, on things for a while. Mm-hmm. So even though that this is last-gen's thing, they still come out with new versions every once in a while. Well, how nice is that? Yeah. But it's funny that you have 9.1 and they came out with 8.4. Yeah, you know, CentOS tried that crap, too. And I, I, I don't like that naming Well, thing. oh, sometimes... Well, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a problem. Cause I mean, they could just update it. Update without... it. Change the number. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought that that was a fishy scheme. Well, not to mention that somebody wrote about it, and it's garnered news attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember those uh, Gmail updates? I do. But did you see them? You don't have really a phone, so you can't really talk about them. I, I don't have a phone. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do that one, and you do the next one. How about that? Uh, I like this Yeah, phone. because you don't have a phone. I have a phone, and I'll be talking about Gmail later. But just so you know, the category sorting, which is a you know automatic filter on the Gmail web interface, is now available. You go somewhere, and you hit the Enable button. It's somewhere under some option. It's kind of hidden, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And the new apps are available. So if you have a tablet, you can get a nice, wide sorting view which is kind of cool but they also have the phone version which has these little thumbnails that show you your google plus or contact assigned pictures and um well all over the world there's outrage and cheering for finally there's a holo themed gmail with uh what, what do you call that thing where you pull down and it refreshes uh slide to refresh i don't know that sounds like what i'm looking for <laughs> okay uh, i feel like that's not what it's called but that Pull the refresh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, that's the patent's name, I think. Well, that Twi- Twi- Twitter owns it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, but, but I guess the, the, the thing that you get out of this story, above anything else, is that Google isn't closing Gmail yet because they're releasing an update. That is the most important factor in all of this. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So do you remember when you had your old uh, Evo 4G? Mm-hmm. And um, do you remember what, when you toss it to me sometimes because I didn't have a phone I could use back then and I needed to quick look something up? And I've used other people's Android phones, and I just hated how the keyboard was broken. Yeah, because um, so what HTC did is they ruined it by putting the things in a different place that would yeah. be intuitive. But Google has finally fixed that for people. Yes. In the Play Store, even if your manufacturer has destroyed your perfectly usable Android device with a non-stock keyboard, you can download from the Play Store the Google Android keyboard. Yes. And uh, available now. Go get it if you don't have it already. Now, uh, you should mention that it only runs on 4.0 and above. So, anybody who's using Gingerbread, well, too bad. Go get a new phone. I have stock on Gingerbread. I understand, but you don't have a new phone. Don't worry about that. I'm not. Yeah. Well, not much. My, my phone is quite capable of being durable. I thought you were going to say dirty. Yeah. It's funny, when we were moving all your entertainment centers around, we found a bunch of cassette tapes, and we did prove that yes. they are identical in thickness. You know, it was really quite impressive, and which makes sense, because it does fit in the cassette player perfectly. Well, sometimes you can shove things that are too big into the um, grinding rectangle. 55 inches. Okay, anyway. Ah, okay. <laughs> Do you know John Gruber? I've heard of that bloke. You know, I haven't listened to his podcast in weeks. Literally weeks. Months, maybe. Does he do podcasts these days? Yes, he does. But you know what else he does? He suddenly just started developing an app. What does it do? Well, the John Gruber is a famous Apple blogger. He That's what he does. And he also has a bunch of podcasts occasionally. He used to be on 5 by 5 but then betrayed everyone he ever loved and ever loved him. And so now he is off just writing his blog. And also, six months ago, he suddenly decided to make an app called Vesper. So it was released this week. It is a note-taking app. Hmm. So Vesper um, is very simple from what it looks like. So I don't have an iPhone or an iPod Touch anymore, and you know, well, you know that kind of thing. But it has really nice, really, really nice design. So the design is very simple. It's very clean. It doesn't have a lot of textures, you know, all over the place. It looks really nice um, for the most part. And you know, they, he did a good job with it. So the app is priced in the App Store at $5, and uh, you can go buy it anytime. Now, is it $5 or is it 4.99? It's $5. Okay. It's really $4.99, but it's $5. Are you doing that thing again? He did not <clears throat> deserve my accuracy. I see. Mm-hmm. That's how bad you feel about it. But Yahoo does deserve your accuracy, which is uh, funny in itself. Yeah. yeah. So let's <laughs> talk about Intel. What? Not the big Intel store of the week, but... Uh, Pretty big one. So you know that thing called Thunderbolt? That thing that all those Mac people like? Yeah. Well, get ready for the new Thunderbolt. <gasps> Thunderbolt 2. Oh, crap. So glad I didn't pull a Microsoft and call it Thunderbolt 1. <laughs> I mean, if it was Thunderbolt 1, I would just be crying Oh, right now. That'd, that'd be hilarious. But Thunderbolt 2 is backwards compatible, and it is faster. And so, because you know Thunderbolt 1 couldn't keep up with 4K displays. Right. So, so if you're planning on getting a 4K display... You wouldn't be able to do it with Thunderbolt. It, 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 wouldn't work quite well. But now with this new um, cable, 4K displays will be reachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go buy a new Mac. Yeah, well, so, but here's the thing. So, as far as I know, this just came out. So, Haswell doesn't have support for this yet, which means the controller... Six months from now, it'll be fine. But, but, but what I'm saying is the controller won't be available for, you know, anyone for a few months anyway on motherboards. So it's not like if you buy a Mac today, you'll get it suddenly. Like, when next week, when new Macs come out at WWDC, they probably won't have Thunderbolt 2 display support or whatever. Unless they had no insider knowledge. Yeah, which they probably did, because that's kind of the point here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but furthermore, normal people won't be able to put it in just any computer because Haswell doesn't support it. So we'll have to wait until Broadwell, which is next gen, so next next summer. That's a ways away. Yeah, so it, it's it's too bad. What are you looking for? Uh, I just needed a uh, oh. thing. Mm. Well, you know Microsoft? I've heard of them. Well, Microsoft really likes Windows 8.1. I mean, they think it's how they're going to survive the next wave of criticism about how much they suck. Well, at least they're not developing things in secret to avoid being talked about. I'm surprised I didn't call it Windows 1. Hi, my name is Jensen Harris, and I'm on the Windows User Experience team. And t- oh, yeah, we're watching a video. Today I want to show you a few of the new features that are in the Windows 8.1 preview. I want to start on the lock screen. He wants to show us a new lock screen. Do you know what the new feature is? It literally just is a photo frame. It just rotates pictures. It's so innovative. We've turned the lock screen... And from your fun yeah, plate, yeah. added a cup or your fishing up, and I see a list of all. Just every other X speed is great. Hold <laughs> and choose buffering. Start. Now, if I want to rearrange the start screen, I press and hold the same way, and I can even select a few apps at once. Once I've selected the apps, I can pick them They're all up at the easy. same time and move them where I want them. And then I'm going to name the group. Yeah. So, and I've got somewhere in this video, they have a slide, you know, like a demo piece, where they show the actual new Windows 8.1 start button. Okay. So, it makes a return to the desktop. So, when you go to the desktop, you can click in the corner, just as you always do in, right, you know, in Windows 8. You go to the corner all the way, and the little thing will pop up. But, but there will also be a physical button that you can actually press, which should be really nice, right? I hope so. Well, uh, when you look, watch the video whenever you get around to it, look at the button because, man, is it a travesty. It is so out of size. Like, you know how the Windows 7 button kind of goes over the start bar a little bit? Is that, mm-hmm. is that true? That's true. So it's an orb, right? Yeah. I haven't seen Windows 7 in a while. Um, uh, I use it frequently. Right. Well, the, that always looked really nice because that was the most important part but now because of its de-emphasized nature the windows 8.1 start button looks really really weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's about it for lightning um do you, do you want me to just, no no because i'm going to all right you attack it yeah uh, so so there's there's one more piece about windows 8 so we don't they didn't tell us yet but basically we know somehow that because of new devices coming out for 8.1 in the fall so really small tablets like between five and eight inches they're also developing um new support for better edge detection so when you do edge swipes and also you're holding your bezel really close to where the screen is it'll be able to detect better between that and their new portrait um support one of the problems i've always had with the surface tablets is that they're landscape and i don't like landscape for reading it's very unnatural um, so with new portrait support, apps can display in landscape and portrait and reflow accordingly. So that'll be nice. That that does sound nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're done with lightning. Now I, I thought you were going to attack that AMD crap. No, that I'm didn't glad. have a bullet there. Well, it was there, and you're like, there's one more thing we have to talk. Yeah, about. and you didn't talk about the one more thing, that one. Yeah, and good news, we didn't reference something that we weren't going to. Del- oh, AMD, good. it's gone now. AMD made new products that are relevant. That's it. There you go. Um, time to talk about plugs. You know, it's kind of funny that, that we're talking about plugs today. Because normally we don't have plugs. Today, I think we have so many plugs. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's you weird. got two and I got one. Well, which two do I have? 
You have a Gmail app and a TV. Oh, should I should I do the TV first? TV, go. Okay. So the TV is a Vizio TV, and and here on the uh, Nexus TV, we've always liked TVs from Vizio, and we just really don't actually care about TVs. We really just care about Vizio laptops. They, the hope was that Vizio would make a trackpad that didn't suck and a laptop that could win against the MacBook Air. Well, they failed miserably, but they still did a good job. Um, so the TV was about uh, $800, which is a lot for a TV, if, in my professional opinion, that I don't buy TVs every day, so I wouldn't really know. Okay. Um, you know, so it, it's pretty nice. It, it's pr- pretty thick. I mean, cons- it's not like an OLED TV, which is paper thin. It's not like a millimeter, like, you know, an OLED TV at CES. It's not one of those. How how thick would you say it is? Like, I'd say it's around 20 millimeters. Okay, so a few inches. Yeah, because this... It's a, much... like two monitor thicknesses, I think. You can't say that, though. I... Every monitor is a different thickness. Two of that monitor right there. That is the worst description you've ever sent over the thing. Nah, I don't think so. It's about as thick as an Expo marker is wide. Okay, we'll go with that. So it's it's not super thin, It's but it's not huge either. Um, so we, we've been watching it for the past few days. I haven't changed any of its lighting settings because I don't believe in anything but defaults. And it seems to do a pretty good job. Nobody's said anything yet. Mm-hmm. And the smell's gone away. I was very yeah. concerned about that smell because the lamps were making some very, very funny smells. So the first night after we set up, we were playing Guild Wars, and then we came back upstairs, and we noticed a smell of burning death from electronics. Very yeah. concerning, considering that we just bought a brand new TV for $800. And I didn't even have to say anything to you before you smell this terrible thing. And then Ebert goes up to it, sniffs it, it's like, you guys... I've smoked so much weed, I don't even smell this lamp burning. And then we were like, well, good for you, Sam. <laughs> Might have happened that way, but it probably yeah. didn't. Um, so the the TV is kind of cool that it has Netflix and Amazon integrated in it. Um, mm-hmm. So I added both accounts. Now, you, you have to understand that there's no keyboard support for this particular device. So I had to enter in the username and password for Netflix by hand, which is fine because my dad doesn't know what security is, unlike you, because you use LastPass. And, well, that sucked, because like, even though he doesn't have a real password, it's still like 12 characters. Yeah. Um, and Amazon really did a great job in their setup. So what you do is, instead of entering your username and password on the TV, the TV gives you a little passcode. And you just go to the Amazon website, like Amazon.com slash MyTV, mm-hmm. and you just enter the passcode after you've signed into your account on your computer. And that's a piece of cake. And then it just, and then on the TV it says, well, cool, thank you. And then you can just watch your Amazon Premium or Amazon Prime stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it works really well. So I, I, I had to tell my mom that I know the TV will say that you can rent movies, but if you rent movies, I'm going to charge you double. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um so as far as I know, she likes it a lot. Um, it's just it's you know huge, it's fifty five inches. It's kind of big. Uh, so we have a new TV down here. So we never had a ten eighty p display TV on in the basement down by the studio. Uh, we watch a lot of anime here, so it's nice to now watch our streaming low quality anime in a full screen display. It is very nice. It although it does something weird. It clips the edges off of our display and we don't know why yet and we're never going to figure it out yeah because i don't care yeah yeah although it is strange Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so i guess i'll talk more about the tv as soon as he gives me some issues but right now it's great 
Yeah. Uh, we have we have 14 days to return it unless it is deemed as non-electronic. <laughs> I think it is electronic. I hope so. And also we have the three-year warranty plan thing from Target. Oh, you did buy that? It's basically free. 30 bucks? Yeah. Which was absorbed by a Target discount, so like it's free. You had, how do you get the Target discount? My father works there. So doesn't he have to buy it? Nope. Oh, cool. I, I have one, too. I don't know where my wallet is, but I have a discount card, too. I never use it because I don't believe in paying with my... I, I don't have a Target credit card, so it's hard to use. Mm. Yeah, when I was buying hot dogs, they were really trying hard. Like, you know, we got a Target debit card, too, now. And I'm like, oh, no, lady, no. <laughs> um, so I got a question for you. I like questions. Have you ever accidentally deleted an important file? Have you ever lost important files while your computer crashed? Have you ever deleted something maliciously and then shot it in the face? You should have said before you answer. At least twice. Hi. Either way, <laughs> if you've answered yes to any of these questions, you've probably been like my mother and have destroyed priceless memories. So as you know, this was the last week of school yes. for all the Kids. little meepiots throughout the lands. Yeah. And so my sister um, is finally done at Capitol Hill. She's been with them since elementary school. Which like, is since elementary school and a junior high. Which is crazy. I cannot imagine staying with the same people for that long. Yes. And so it was um, her, their graduation night. And so my mom took a bunch of pictures on one camera and a bunch of pictures on another camera and then dumped them both onto the desktop Allegedly. of um, the main computer in our house. Mm-hmm. And the second camera was never dumped, but it was erased. Right. And so I was going to do a bunch of crap and it was probably wasn't going to work. And you're like, hey, I got a plug for you. This is Recuva. This will let you automatically go through your entire SD card and fix every gripping hole it's ever created. Right. And it worked. It recovered files from months and months ago. Literally. Um, our hunting trip, our other things, along with the files in question. Mm-hmm. And it works so nicely that it deserves a plug. Yeah. You can find a link in the show notes to go download it now and save yourself a bunch of heartbreak when you delete your crap. So my mom did the same thing a few years ago. Um, so she she had a bunch of pictures on her, on her, on her camera for some reason, she thought she'd already synced them with her computer, which she didn't, and so she deleted them from the camera using the camera's little delete pictures button, and, you know, it just deletes them, as one is to do. Well, it turns out you don't do that, and um, I had to get them back somehow, and I did with Rekuva. Now, um, the experience we had last night was really much better than what I've used Rekuva for in the past. I'm sure it's updated. Yeah, so when I used it previously, it would crash Windows. Well, yeah. So I was really happy it didn't crash Windows last night. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad your pictures are back, so good luck with that. Yeah. And I hear you're going to publish it against my will, but there was the picture of the squirrel in question. I'm glad you heard about that squirrel picture. Shouldn't have left those in there. Well, yeah. Yeah. You would have gone through those pictures eventually. I've never, I, I didn't yeah. even know what I called it. Yeah, you, I think yeah, you called it Matt. That is an amazing idea. I might have done that. Now, I, I have another plug because this week is also the week that Gmail decided to ruin itself. Do you hear something? Is that a phone? That's a ruined Gmail cry. Oh, that's what I thought it was. So, here, let me grab my phone because my phone actually works. Um, so, you know how you have Google Plus? I do have you know Google how, You know how you have that picture with you in the hat, your nice Pokemon hat? Me. And that, that's, that, you set that for Google Plus, right? Correct. And my um, Gravatar and everything else. Right. Well, so 
you know how, as far as I'm concerned, my what is what is? Can, do you, do you have a Gmail open by any chance? I do have it open. So go go find my Google Plus page and see what avatar I use on Google Plus. Um, you have two versions of yourself. You have one where you're standing in front of a bush, and you have another one where you're sitting at the desk of a studio. I know. So it, that is really misleading and very disorienting. Really wish it didn't work like that. Well, so anyway, the new Google Plus, what it does is it pulls pictures from Google Plus. Okay. Uh, the Gmail app does anyway. And well, that'd be okay, but what if the Nexus.tv sent me an email, which I get frequently because of commenters? Well, I get a big T on my screen. For what? Well, the Nexus.tv, the first letter of the Nexus TV is so there's- a T. So if I get an email from somebody else, like, for example... Uh, I get a email from YouTube. I don't know why, but I'm getting a YouTube from email. <laughs> an email from YouTube. Um, I get a big Y. If I get one from LinkedIn, I get an L. So it takes the first letter of whoever the sender is and makes it a big box with that letter in it. That looks like crap, by the way. Well, there's no really, there's no real reason to do this. So Hewlett Packard, EA, Amazon—they're all listed as letters. So what's with the funny G? You mean the six? Six Wonder Kinder? Mm, that looked like a funny G upside down. No, I think that's called a six. I couldn't see that from back here. Okay, that's fine. Well, anyway, so you're probably wondering what's with all the letters and what's the point. Well, what if you what do you do for all the people who don't have Google Plus accounts? Well, that's a problem, I think. So I guess, like when I've built systems for you know the Nexus, right? Mm-hmm. You know how we don't have some pictures of some guests. We just have a little silhouette, right? Their name yeah. is still there, but they have a silhouette. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, what does Gmail do? They don't want to put a silhouette on every single picture, so they, they decided to do something a little bit better. They put the first letter of their name. Well, that's cool and all, but I think it's really stupid. Um, I feel like th- people with pictures should be highlighted much better than just having a bunch of little letters on their uh, you know display. Um, the app is nice. Um, you can swipe to archive. That's always been there. Um, but it, it's, it's just a lot better now. You can also pull down to refresh, which is nice. It doesn't, it doesn't do the bounce thing that iOS does, but you know, same idea. Um, long pressing will, um, you know, allow you to archive or do whatever other mail activities you do instead of having a persistent bottom bar for those actions. You can also swipe now from the uh, left to the right to get to the automated sorting labels, which is pretty nice. Um, you know, my inbox really doesn't get too much junk in it because I sort out all my social stuff into my own social folder and I sort all all my deal stuff like Amazon, Mona Price, Micro Center, you know, New Egg. I sort those in my deals folder or take label thing. So I don't really get too much spam um, in my inbox, which is nice. But so I was kind of angry that when Google was promoting this new feature that they never mentioned that it would work against your entire collection of mail. They only ever said that it would work against your inbox. Now, you can see why that would be useless, right? Mm-hmm. What if you already have labels that clean your inbox? Well, um, one of the Google engineers talked to me. Really? Yeah, on Google+. And so he says that if you do want to have these new automated sorting features work, uh, work against your entire collection of email... Once they're enabled, um, they also become labels that will work against your entire collection of emails. So not just stuff in the inbox, but everywhere. So if I go to my desktop Gmail, which is nearby, uh, right here, and I wait for it to load very slowly, 
I can also look for this. So I have one, 179 social un, unread social things. I have 1,023 promotions. I have 477 updates, and I have 48 forums. Um, so if I go to the forums, it takes all the Mutuals posts from the last three years and puts them in one folder for me automatically. Um, if I go to offers, uh, offers, offers, it'll put all the Radio Shack, Mono Center, Mo- Micro Center, uh, HP, all the um, Living Social, Woot, uh, you know, those kind of things. It'll put all those there for me against all of the mail, even things that are in my own filters. So it, it, it's far-reaching. And so it's much better than what they were just saying with their little new automated sorting tabs. So I, I told the Google engineer guy for the Gmail team that, well, you probably should write about this somewhere else because this is kind of an important feature that people are going to want. And so he said, yeah. Well, at least he said yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to um, have words written to me by a Google engineer. It's more than I have ever had. And Google doesn't talk to me very often. Except for that one guy who wanted to be my friend from Wave. Uh, that I forget his name. Do you know the Wave guy who no. wanted to be everybody's friend? No, I, I don't. I never really used that product. So oh. I never really understood what the point was. Well, it was fun. You know, we should mention Wave. Mm, no. I want to. Don't. Why? Don't ruin the show. Why? Don't ruin the show. I, I want to mention Wave. Why? Oh, what, well, are you, what are you going to say? Well, because Dave Putnam, this guy named Dave, said, whatever happened to Wave, I think today, or yesterday, can't tell. It's today. Um, and, and what did I ask him? I don't recall. Well, what what can do- Wave do that Docs can't do now? And he said, I don't do Docs. Right. So I thought it was funny that he asked, but, but what do you think? You always liked Wave. Docs is the answer. Right. So what can Docs do that, that Wave can't? Nothing. I mean, other than exist. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's it. But we wouldn't have had Docs if Waves didn't come first. Yeah, no, actually, we would have had Docs. They were being developed at the same time, actually. Feedly, uh, not Feedly, Rightly was in in active development at the time. So, no. I was a beta tester for both. Mm, pretty sure a lot of features from Wave were tested and then put into Docs. Oh, I'm sure, but Rightly had already existed. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Rightly already existed. So we do have a little bit of a main topic. A to little touch bit. About. Very tiny. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not too much to say. It's just oh. we finally have clarification from Microsoft about features of the Xbox. Do you know one. how unlikely it is to get clarity from Microsoft? It took three weeks. Oh, that's a long time. I think it was more like two. But either way, um, they finally talked about a few of the requirements about um, whether or not you can use used games and whether or not you have to be online to game. Right. And basically, their clarification was, we've taken our job and we've passed it on to the publisher. They can decide if you can buy this, if you can sell this to authorized resellers. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like you'd be able to sell it to somebody who isn't registered with them. Right. So I'm guessing like GameStop and other people would apply for their little crap mm-hmm. and get approved. So you can't just sell it to your neighbor without it being cleared first. But what can you do? What you can do is if you have an Xbox friend... And he's been your friend for more than 30 days. Which is more likely to be a non-spammer, so a real person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. You can just send him the game. Which is really cool. Yes. Now, does a publisher have to approve that feature? The publisher does have to approve that. Now, now, so imagine imagine a game like, you know, Journey, for example. I think Journey publishers would probably approve this a lot. Because one of the cool things about Journey is that it's not active multiplayer, but you can, you know, appear in someone else's game. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So Journey would make 
uh, for great use of this. So, like, you buy Journey for 15 bucks, and then suddenly your other friend can play Journey not with you, but with people. And it's kind of cool. So, some games like Battlefield 5 probably wouldn't activate it, because that would be another $70 that they would lose, but some some peop- some publishers would really like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one thing about the Xbox 360 is you can always dump your game onto the hard drive, mm-hmm. and then you have to put the disc in whenever you want to use it. Now, regardless of what the publisher says, you don't actually have to have the disc in to play the game. So you can have access to all your game libraries without hunting down the, the disc. Right. Which is a huge step up. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't sound too bad having to find the disc, but it really is a pain. And um, just a few things to touch up on, and that's about it. Um, I There's more Xbox news, but hopefully the, the, the last episode of 8-Bit will cover it. Hopefully. You, you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just glad to finally hear that um, it's uh, dodging the bullet, and it's the publishers that you can yell at, not Microsoft itself. When you're angry, when you can't play your game, when unless you're connected to the internet. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess the world is going towards this germified subscription-based service thing, and it makes sense for some things, but for other things, I don't like it. So one of my problems with that that's always been prevalent with Xbox is that it has a subscription-based multiplayer service, and I, I find that to just be obnoxious because I do not want to be ranked. I do not want to be sorted. I just want to go and play Halo, shoot up some Warthogs, and leave. I don't want to have a history. I want to be able to change my name anytime. I don't want to have any of this stuff. Just give me a server. I'll put the stuff on it when I want it to. I like that. Halo 1 was great. Every other Halo and every other Xbox Live has been ruined since then. But it's a new standard. I know. I, I'm afraid that people are being forced into this new standard against their will. But you don't mind it in Guild Wars. I'm not ranked in Guild Wars. Really? Yeah. So when you view your friends list, what's the first thing you see after their name? Their user ID? Or how many arena net points they've earned. Yes. That Which would be is the essentially third like a rank. Yeah, but it's not like a rank because I don't have to play. Like, I don't have to be good at Guild Wars to get those. You're still ranked. I know, but I don't have to be still good. Still public. I, uh, again, it's but I don't have to be to your good. Name. But I don't have to be good. So in Halo, in order to get a rank that of any meaning, you had to be really good. Or really bad. Well, you can be really bad and still get a good rank? I got achievements for being killed like ten times in a row by the same person. That's a terrible been, achievement. In Team Fortress 2, they had a lot of those, That too, should not like be an being, achievement a person can get. Get backstabbed 50 times. That is a horrible thing. But it's a thing, nonetheless. Well, hmm. Yeah, there are negative achievements. And even in Guild Wars, like, stand underneath Jormag. Go get stomped. Yeah, but that doesn't involve other people. I suppose. Yeah. Except for, you know, the three tabs of World vs. World and... And, PvP. on the other hand... And for Guild Wars, I guess in my defense is that my problem isn't with the ranking. The problem is that I'm paying for the ranking on Xbox Live, and I refuse to pay for a ranking. So I don't pay for PSN, but I still get a rank on PSN, and I don't care. I'm never going to play it, I don't use it, but I don't have to pay more money for it. Um, for Guild Wars, same way. I paid once, and I can play. It's multiplayer, obviously, because it's an MMO, but I don't have to pay for being ranked unfairly. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have Xbox Live. I don't, and I've played... Um, right. I've gone over to other people's houses, and I just keep... A, in my Xbox game, I have a laptop case, and mm-hmm. so I keep my 360 in there, and I keep my controllers. I keep a giant two cables of uh, Cat5 and a router and everything else, and I go to my friend's house sometimes, and we just hook up our Xboxes, and I got a monitor and a very 
redneck solution to using a regular monitor and headphones. Sounds great. Also to, terrible. I had to smash some stuff. But it works. You know, it doesn't sound good, but I believe you. I don't have to pay live. Like I said, I, I, uh, I'm I not a fan of paying for multiplayer. It just, just kills me. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, do you know what's coming up next week? Ah, uh, just nothing, really. Just, just two huge events. And I really don't... Wait, there's two? Two! Oh, it was WWDC. And E3. They're on the same day. Turns out. Oh, but one's fake. WWDC? No, E3. Oh, yeah, you read on both counts, really. So, um, hopefully I'll get Brian Mitchell and Brian Reinhardt, or one or both, um, here to do E3. I mean WWDC, and Brian, I mean Ian Buck, and maybe someone else will be doing E3 coverage. We'll hope and see um anything else going on next week um nope no i no. think it's a pretty quiet week. No, no more surprise haswell releases just suddenly like oh we didn't even say anything no nah, what what's what's there to say haswell came out this week and it's the same as we said before it came out right there's nothing to say could have said uh by now it's given we never said last week one we never said it was coming out though yeah because nobody knew when it was coming out and we just knew- Monday morning, got like, oh, you can go buy it on Newegg right now. Yeah, like, we knew the announcement was going to be on But Saturday. normally there's a rollout time, not buy now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know how Apple's always like, we're going to have the fastest rollout. Not ever before. Ever. In Apple history. We're going to announce it. We're going to wait three weeks, launch it in the United States, and then launch it in China the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... This is, we announced it, it's out, buy now. And enjoy our right, which means it was amazing. already shipped, and everybody, all, everyone in the uh, know knew about it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means the Verge had been testing their laptops for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you know, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter, Ryan Amar, but also on the Google Plus because I like posting there more than anywhere else now um, for like links and you know stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would tell you how to find me on Google Plus, but honestly, there is no way. You just click the Google Plus button. Oh, what? Well, something just occurred to me as I switched back to my Gmail. Um, I pimped you earlier. Like, um, I did. <laughs> so I, I put an F at the end of ping, um, and removed the G. And then you, when you offed me, um, I was just like, wow, you slaughtered that. And so I sent Wang Dude Shu. And then, um, you're like, shrug. And then I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't know I started this terrible scheme. <laughs> Either way, you can find me at uh, MatthewButcher.com or you can shoot me an email at um, support at NatchesLabs.org. And uh, have a good one. Have a good one.